Welcome to part two of this five-part wood-fired oven masterclass series where I sit down in the United Kingdom and talk to David Jones from the Mana from Devon Cooking School. If you haven't listened to the first episode in this series, I suggest you start with that one first. Mana from Devon specialise in teaching wood-fired oven cooking techniques to folks from all around the world. In part two of this masterclass series, we pick up where we left off last episode and discuss cooking pizza using Tuscan grills, David's favourite cooking pans, and how to roast the perfect chicken, including that elusive crispy chicken skin. We also talk about the challenges of cooking trickier foods like porchetta, baking the perfect bread rolls, and David's unique techniques for smoking foods in the wood-fired oven. Genius, actually. Lots coming up in this episode. You can find more about this wonderful wood-fired oven cooking school by checking out their website, manafromdevon.com. I'll leave a bunch of links to their website, books, and online courses in the show notes. If you would like to become a supporter of the Wood-Fired Oven podcast, please consider it. Head over to woodfiredoven.cooking forward slash support, where I have left a few options for you to consider. Okay, sit back, relax, and join me as we continue this incredible five-part Wood Fight Oven Masterclass Series with David Jones. Hi, this is Ben. This is Adrian. This is Clive. This is David Jones from the Manor from Devon Cooking School, and you are listening to the Wood Fight Oven Podcast with Mark Goston. The United Kingdom is a gorgeous place. Lush green rolling hills, gorgeous meandering rivers, and stunning wild coastlines. About four and a half hours southwest of London lies Kingswear in South Devon. A particularly stunning area, so much so in fact that it holds national status in the UK as a designated area of outstanding natural beauty, and I can see why. I've travelled here from Brisbane, Australia to visit today's very special guests. David and Holly Jones own and operate the well-known Mana from Devon Cooking School, located near the beautiful River Dart. They have been teaching folks from all around the world wood-fired oven cooking techniques for over 15 years in this amazing place. So I am very excited to chat with David today. They are also authors of three gorgeous wood-fired oven cookbooks, which I discussed back in Season 2, Episode 3 of the show. It's very easy to get your oven very hot, and I think uh, most of us would probably go through a phase when we have our oven finished and we are so excited, we've done the curing fires, and we're so excited to cook and we throw so much wood in it and it gets so hot. And the first few dishes that come out are pretty average. I mean, my kids are pretty honest with my cooking and <laughs> <laughs> they'll tell me. Uh, it, but uh, is that something that you, you see in your students that uh, some of those, those common struggles or challenges that they have would be around controlling heat totally and you're you're absolutely right everybody starts off not everybody i'm sure but people tend to start off with it must be easy to use one of these wood fired ovens i just make a whacking great fire inside it and i put some food in and hopefully it'll come out all right yeah and sometimes it does come out all right but quite often it's we we've had every tale of you know chicken black on the outside and raw on the inside (laughs) i mean pizza loves extremely hot ovens for 90 seconds bam it's done but it's probably i don't know what other foods would 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 want to be cooked at those sort of temperatures probably not much no exactly exactly and we want people to understand that there is subtlety and control Mm. involved in wood-fired cooking, which then allows you to cook things without that element of hope. So you're not sticking it in there and crossing your fingers. You're sticking it in there and you are pretty much certain that it's going to come out 
mm. exactly as you planned. Mm. And uh, but the learning to control is um, uh, is not straightforward because in a refractory oven, in a classic, you know, traditional masonry oven. Mm. Some of that heat is invisible. Yeah. It is stored in the oven itself. That's and, the beauty of it, isn't it? It's wonderful. The, it's oh. the, absolutely the beauty of it. But it's also not at all intuitive. Mm. And, you know, even this weekend past, I had people who were, I think it's safe to say, incredulous that we cooked all day with an oven that didn't have a fire in it. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you're right, it is invisible, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, for my oven at home, uh, I was telling you before we came on air that uh, I can, if I light up my oven at home and, and put a, a good fire in it on a Friday night, do some pizza, uh, I'm cooking in it with uh, no charcoal, no ash, no wood the next day and the day after that, uh, simply because of that heat retention properties that... Yeah. that Energy that's stored in the brickwork, I yeah. think that's magic. It's lovely to have a fire in your oven. It's mm. very romantic, it, and it's it's part of the whole ambience for me. I, I just love sitting there outside on my uh, outdoor deck. I don't have a big encased in, in place like this, but with a glass of wine, looking into that mouth with that, that fire going, I think it's pretty magical. It's pretty special. And then getting to cook in it as well is pretty yeah. great. Yeah, mm. it is, but these ovens have always been about – uh, in in a practical sense, mm. they've been about efficiency. Mm. You know, when 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 Neanderthal um, Paleolithic, so Paleolithic remains of these ovens have been found mm. in parts of Europe. Mm. So nine thousand years old, amazing, isn't it? Isn't they it? weren't sitting in front of their oven with a glass of wine, they pondering they? the no. romance <laughs> of fire. <laughs> no, they weren't. But I do, <laughs> and that's fair oh, come on. I bet you you sit here with a glass of wine sometimes, looking inside your oven. Oh, I do, or or yeah. a, or, a, or a beautiful beer. So, yeah. I definitely do. But yeah. they were always a practical. They were. It's a, it's a working tool, of, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as such, you wanted to get everything out of it, every bit of energy ah. you you put into it you wanted to get back out and you wanted to use it as efficiently as possible to cook mm. for you know the days ahead mm. and so you wanted lots of things to come out of that oven so that you could then get on and do other more yeah. useful things or different things yeah. with your with your time mm. which was sparse do you find that your students who come here uh, stay connected with you? I think you, you've got a, a fabulous Facebook group, uh, which I think uh, does Holly manage your your Facebook group. Uh, do you find that your students like to stay connected with you uh, after they've come to your courses? Yeah, so we've we've had um, yeah we do have a, a, a great Facebook group which has several thousand. I think more like members, eight you know? or nine thousand. Okay, yeah. You, when you, I joined, you, it was you about that. More recently, <laughs> yeah, and. That's people sharing ideas yeah. and sharing their inspiration. Right. And we try and keep that to, to cooking and cooking ideas. And you do see this, this, the same questions coming up yeah. over and over and again yep. as new people come in right. to the, to the wood-fired oven world. Mm. And uh, on that forum, you know, there's lots of people – who will chip in and mm. uh, and give plenty of advice, including our, ourselves. So it takes on a life of its it own. It does. It's self-sustaining. You know, Once you've got enough people, <laughs> it's self-sustaining, isn't it? You don't have to sit there every day no. responding to all these wonderful questions. But, exactly. Uh, exactly. Mm. But that's great. And we've had lots of people who've come back to the school 
several times, sometimes to do the same class. That's great. Or come back with friends and do the same class. Yeah, or, that's neat. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So your students, uh, do you find that they come from uh, all levels of experience? Have you got some – do you find that some of your students are very experienced with cooking in these ovens? Uh, not – I'd say not very experienced mm. because once you become very experienced – then you know you've got the confidence, you've got the control, you can do anything mm. with mm. Uh, with your oven. Mm. But we certainly have people who've had ovens for a long time mm. and have never got beyond a certain level. So they you know they've they've cooked pizzas but not tried anything else or tried a little bit but mm. Mm. been a little bit hesitant about it. And we try and send them away much more confident mm. and much more inspired mm. to do that. Mm. I'd say that most of the people coming on our classes are certainly brand new to wood-fired cooking. Mm. They haven't done very much mm. at all. Um, so we can really sort of um, supercharge their first efforts in wood-fired cooking. Because, as we mentioned earlier, initially you stand in front of the oven with no idea about where the heat is, how long it's going to last in the oven. All that idea of stored heat doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and we can really help them over that first hurdle of understanding uh, what, what it's all about, really. Uh, and then we get people who thinking of using the ovens professionally. So they want some speedy introduction to get them uh, understanding the oven and how they can use it for a, a new pizza business or something like that. Is there a culture in the UK of uh, wood-fired ovens in trucks, you know, pulling up for for events or for weddings? Is there a lot of that going on in the UK? And there certainly is in, in, in our part of the world, yeah. in Australia. There's lots and lots of pizza trucks. Huge there, there, there are some good ones and there are yeah. some fabulous ones. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah t- absolutely. And again, that was something that didn't exist 10 or 15 mm. years ago, the idea of putting a wood-fired oven in the back of a truck. Or it's a, a little trailer. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And now they are uh, they are everywhere. Yeah. And we've had lots of people coming uh, to us who are getting into that, into that world, some of whom have never used a wood-fired oven before, mm. never made a pizza, never Goodness. thrown a pizza. Before, mm. but they've decided that to they're, launch a business of the truck. Yeah, that's a big leap, isn't it? Perfectly safe career yeah. in <laughs> yeah, right. banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it's just got boring. Yeah, isn't it? and so they're going to they try something else. Yeah. yeah, and and we know we keep in touch, or you know, keep keep um, uh, an idea of what's happening with some of those businesses, and some of them are thriving. Mm. And I think some others maybe didn't realise that there's quite a lot of work involved. Oh, yeah. It's mm. it's an early start and a lot of mm. – all the work is in the preparation. Mm. Mm. In that sort of couple of hours where you're selling lots of pizzas quickly, <laughs> that's 10% of the effort yeah. that goes into yeah. into all of that. And there are pizzas yeah. and there are pizzas, aren't there? There are. I mean, yeah, geez, yeah. we've all had some pretty poor pizzas. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm one of your students, imagine that, and I've turned up on uh, on day one at uh, – what time do you start your courses? 10 o'clock. Ten, oh, gosh, okay. Oh, that's, that's not too bad, actually. So I've turned up at 10 o'clock. Give me a, a run-through about what, what your courses entail. What would I expect <clears throat> to do, to see, to be taught on one of your courses? Okay, so um, – uh, well, it'll be, it'll be a relatively small group, so ten people, maybe eight or ten people. Mm. So uh, a, a fairly small group, and there's going to be some 
well, there's going to be a cup of coffee, and then there's going to be it's good coffee too. I'm some, yeah, it's very, it's very nice. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> then there's going to be some chat from me about kind of the ins and outs of a wood fired oven, hmm. the basic architecture, um, how it works, and for some people, that in itself is revelationary. Oh, yeah, you know, they they never even really thought about. Mm. Uh, thought about that mm. and why mm. it's the shape it is and why the flu is on the front and why mm. this, that and the other. Mm. Mm. Um, and we chat about, you know, what wood we use and and how we fire the oven initially and the different ways in which the oven can be can be used. And I also at that point, you know, I I chat to everybody about their own oven. So I've got an understanding of their own, their situation. So I can talk specifically about uh, about that, whatever they've got, mm. you know, what brand, how they've been using it so far, and then we get into some um, to some cooking. We get everybody hands on with some dough, making some dough. Mm. We uh, do a little bit of cooking, cooking some. Usually, start with a, with some fish and mm. some uh, roast some scallops. Goodness, do you and things? And already now, people are going. People have, have in, in that first hour. Quite often, we have people say it's already been worth my time coming here yeah, because yeah. in that first hour of me chatting, they've learned. I've learned heaps. That's great. Five different things. That's great. Yeah, and then we start cooking, and the first thing we cook is not a pizza. Mm. It's a f- fish dish and maybe a little bit of uh, uh, some pakoras or something, and they're like. What's so, that? so some pakoras, pakoras uh, Indian chickpea, chickpea fritters. Okay, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Uh, and already people are like, oh, I thought it was all about pizzas, <laughs> no, something like that. No. And we're like, definitely, you should be cooking fish in your wood fire oven because it's the most fantastic environment for cooking. Is fish. it okay? So yeah. we need to we need to stop here and just talk about fish in that case because okay. I'm, I'm not a seafood guy, right? So seafood is not really my thing, and so I haven't cooked. Fish. My wife, who's sitting a couple of feet away, she loves fish, and I've done no fish for it in my wood-fired oven. So I'm an absolute new. It's pretty disgraceful, but <gasps> terrible. Why is a wood-fired oven so good for fish? And uh, what would you what would you tell? How would you inspire me to cook fish in it for my wife? <laughs> so. A wood-fired oven is good for fish because one, we can get it much much hotter than our regular oven. So if I want to roast a piece of fish, I can roast it at 300, 350 degrees centigrade. Fish likes that, doesn't it? And fish loves that. As long as it's not, you know, I'm not trying to cook a whole fish because it's not very dense. It will cook really quickly, but it will retain all of its moisture. Okay. And it'll just, you just see it sort of puff up and become light and open. Yeah. So you you obviously love your seafood. Yeah. 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 I can crisp up skin at high temperature. I can add a little bit of smokiness from the oven. Right. I can add a bit of char and texture. Well, sounding pretty the, good. On the outside. Good, can you? Yeah. Oh, wow. I can cook in seconds. Okay. Uh, a piece of fish or, you know, minutes. And, and some people will definitely appreciate this, all of the smell goes straight up the flue. Does and it? Not, <laughs> it doesn't linger around the house around, for yeah. several days. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So, so beautiful uh, texture, beautiful flavour. Okay. Um, How would you cook scallops in a wood fire? So we uh, tend to just do a very simple uh, in the shell. So keep the scallop in the half shell. 
with butter and garlic and parsley and a little bit of breadcrumbs and roasted at a high temperature. Okay. It's fantastic. Is it really? Just yeah, Pretty good. Yeah. And it doesn't taste too fishy. Uh, a scallop is just a big muscle and mm. on its own. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have a deep, intense flavour at all. Okay. And with lots of garlic, garlic yeah. butter. <laughs> it, it hides what's Gorgeous. there anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but there's nothing offensive about no. about a uh, about a scallop. Okay. No. And and do scallops come from this part of the world down here? Oh, this yeah, This is a yeah. big seafood area, isn't it, for the UK? It is, yeah. yeah. And we've got, you know, just out of out of here and turn right and you're out into the western approaches, so that's the Atlantic yeah, right. coming into the... British Channel, into the English Channel. Mm. Lots of fish there. And around the coast here, lots of crab, lots of scallops, uh, some lobsters, some crayfish. Okay. Yeah. Right. And an amazing market over the mm. hill, which mm. we can't go to as members of the public. You've got to be a kind of dealer um, or a broker oh, okay. to, right. to, to go there. But we get that fish, you know, five minutes after they left the market, we can get hold of it. That's really. pretty good, isn't it? Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah. back to our cooking course. First thing folks are going to be doing is some seafood, which is that's pretty neat, actually. Yeah. All right, so so yeah. you've done your seafood, you've done some uh, some flatbreads, I think you mentioned. What what other things during this day will I come away with if I spend my hard-earned cash coming to see you? Well, then we get then we're going to um, do a little bit of a pizza session. So you uh, do do pizza? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're coming on a wood fired oven class as a newbie to wood fired cooking, you got to do some pizza, right? You've got to do some pizza. Yeah, and yeah. you know, as I say to everybody, don't call it a pizza oven, no, because no. that is doing the oven a disservice. hundred oh, percent with you yeah. there. In fact, my oven at home has probably only seen pizza maybe three times. I love doing everything else, but I love pizza. Yeah, yeah. I just love pizza. I love flatbread. I love pizza. <laughs> But it is so much more than a pizza oven. I agree yeah. entirely with you. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it will cook the best pizza you've In ever the, had. Oh, it's so. Correct. It will. Won't it? So it let's will. make some pizza. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, good. And everybody, you know, if they're if even if they're reasonably new to with their oven, they've generally tried pizza and they've had some yeah. trouble yeah. with their pizza. What would be some of the common troubles at those? So, uh, <laughs> they've stuck it to the peel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hundred yeah. percent. What getting it in the oven, right? Yeah. Getting it in the oven. Yeah. And there's you know, there's there's lots of tips around um around that that very quickly get people over that mm. initial hurdle. So just, you know, having one clean cold peel to put the pizza in the oven with mm. and another one to do everything else so the peel doesn't get hot and dirty okay. is one top tip. So using semolina to help roll it off? Using a bit of flour and semolina mm. when you're shaping the pizza, mm. uh, but not too much on the peel itself, mm. so you don't end up with loose yeah. semolina burning on yep. the floor of the oven. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you've kind of created a non-stick surface mm. on the pizza itself. Mm. Um, and then using a turning peel for everything else, for moving the pizza around in the um, in the oven. And also, of course, just, you know, being careful with your not being too sloppy with your topping and throwing sauce and too, oil and and too much cheese. on your toppings because you try much. to spin it, it's just going to disintegrate on the floor of my yeah. oven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get everybody. Less is more, isn't it? Less is more with pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we get people stretching, you know, hand stretching a, a pizza, and using our a dough that we've made, but that we also made with them earlier in a in the session. Uh, so getting them a bit more confident with handling dough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also about how to set up your oven to cook pizza because even that is not 
obvious. Okay. You know, if you want to cook pizza super fast, 90 seconds, that's one way of setting up your oven. If you want to cook pizza crispy, chewy, with lots of toppings, and really that needs a little bit longer to cook, mm. you're going to set up your oven a little bit different and have it slightly cooler. Okay. So describe those differences then. That's interesting. So describe how you'd set up the oven given the different types of pizza like that. So uh, Neapolitan pizza mm. with that puff crust and thin base and very sparsely Gorgeous. topped. Gorgeous. Oh. Cooked in 90 seconds, mm -hmm. and but with still lots of moisture in the dough, so it's still it's soft, it's not crisp. Mm -hmm. And for that oven, you know, the floor is going to be at 375 degrees, mm -hmm. and we're going to have a really bright fire burning, so the oven looks yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, if I try and stick my hand anywhere near the oven, it's going to be a... a Fried. Yeah. Well, Pretty I, hot. Can, mm -hmm. I can just about get my hand in the oven, but not really keep it there. Okay. Um, and then that's the oven ready, galloping through fuel at this point. Mm. It is really greedy. It's mm. like driving your car at 120. Yep. It, we're at top whack yep. and it's sucking the fuel. <laughs> but it's cooking us a fantastic yeah, pizza. And it looks great. It looks great. Oh, it does. Yeah. Also, it looks great, but also, of course, if you get distracted for 20 seconds... You've gone from perfect to uh, yeah, bad, on fire. very, very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it so, happens quick. It's hot. So hot. you've mm. got to be, you've got to be on that. Mm. And then you know, if you want a pizza which is cooked um, a little more gently, because you want more toppings on it. You know, if you want to cook mushrooms and ham and pepperoni and cheese and pile all that on your pizza a little bit, mm. and or you <laughs> like your pizza a little crisper. Uh, a little chewier, mm -hmm. you need to give the dough more time to dehydrate okay. in the oven. Right. You can't do that in a super yeah, hot yeah, oven right. because in the process of dehydrating, you'll just burn it. Yeah, right. So then you want your floor at 325 degrees. Mm -hmm. You want a little fire burning so your oven looks orange. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to put your hand in the oven and kind of hold it there for a second or so before you think that's enough. Right. And then your pizza is going to take two and a half, three and a half minutes. Okay. And it's a completely different different experience. texture. So the crust yeah. is quite different. Uh, yeah, it, okay. Crisp around the edges. Just learn something. Fabulous. The base is chewy. Yeah, nice. Um, Sounds good. And it will support all of those toppings that you've gone to town with. Mm. So if you you know Neapolitan pizza should be a kind of a snack, nice and light, mm. um, not really filling you up. Mm. Whereas if you want to something which is more of a substantial meal, mm -hmm. then pile on those toppings a little more and cook it for a little bit longer. And the, and the yeah. crust, the base is, is thicker, is it? And that sort of style of pizza, is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the centre of the base is thicker, mm. but typically you don't have that big puffy mm. crust. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a preference? And what do you like? Oh, well, I, I'd like the one with a bit more topping on it probably. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you can also get a little more creative, you know, with your toppings. And that's the other thing which which – we like to talk about is different toppings and what you can use and how you can get creative. And I'm very much of the opinion that whatever you want to put on a pizza is okay with me. Mm. I don't have any gatekeeping rules about this. Okay. And lots of people do. Really? Oh. Oh, God. Well, yeah, okay. as you know, you know, all you have to do is mention pineapple. Pineapple, I know. Half the world is gone mad. <laughs> and <laughs> we grew up with pineapple on our pizza in New Zealand. It's great. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm you know, I, all I care about is that people – are able to cook the pizza that they want to eat and enjoy. Mm. And if they want to get creative, 
and go to town with hosing duck and you know all sorts of crazy things. Famous. Good, good for them. Oh yeah. And if they want to use pineapple, good for them. Yeah. Personally, I don't like it too sweet. Mm. But if you've mm. got a fresh pineapple and uh, grilled that over some embers mm. with a little sprinkle of chili on it, oh, and oh, then chili. chop that up finely and put that on a pizza with some pulled ham mm. uh, or pulled pulled pork. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. Now oh, we've that got good. something which is a bit balanced and oh. not overly sweet. Oh, I I think that's fantastic. What about dessert pizzas? Did you do these? Yes, yeah. yeah. And again, you know, if you try and cook a dessert pizza at Neapolitan pizza temperatures, you're going to have burnt sugar, mm. which is bile. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to set your oven up differently. And that's the understanding we're trying to give to people is, you know, there's no one setting which is right for every pizza. pizza. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you want your pizza nice and thick, more kind of, let's say, Sicilian, Chicago, mm. Detroit style. Yep. That's a different oven again. Mm. Um, and it gets very technical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you come in with a, you know, there must be one right way to do it. Mm. Fascinating. There's a right way to do the pizza that you're trying to cook right now. Mm. And they're different and you need to understand how to set your oven and control the temperature mm. a little bit mm. differently. Okay, so we're back on your course. We've made pizza. Yeah. This is uh, dish number three, I guess, is it? Number four. What, what happens next? Uh, then, so then we do some roasting. I mean, I'd be pretty full by now, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do issue a, <laughs> we do issue a warning at the start of the day that it's a it's a it's a mar- marathon, not a sprint. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And we've always got pizza boxes, so if pe- people want to take a pizza away with them and have it later, you know, not eat it there and then, that's all fine with us. <laughs> yeah, but we want to show people how to use the oven to roast and to start exploring the benefit of a refractory oven. Yep. Uh, so we're roasting a chicken and some potatoes or a piece of beef okay. and some roast peppers, always some vegetable options yeah, nice. uh, included in our oh. in our classes because it shouldn't all be about big hunks of meat, mm. although we do rather like a mm. big hunk of meat. Yeah. Um, so all of that going on and in one oven and maybe in the other oven we're grilling a steak, cooking yeah. some pita breads. Fabulous. Um Roasting some vegetables over the over embers. Really love using a Tuscan grill. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Cook, oh, I love my Tuscan grill. Oh. To cook over embers oh, and yeah. get that fat dripping down, mm. adding smoke and flavour to the to the food is fantastic. How do you cook your steaks? I, I like cooking mine in uh, over the Tuscan grill actually, but there are all sorts yeah. of ways you can cook steak in these things. How do you? Yeah, enjoy cooking steak. In so it depends on the steak. You know, if I've got something which has got some nice fat marbling, that's probably going on the Tuscan grill. Mm. So we get all of those mm, dripping lovely down and, drippings mm. and great crust, oh, yeah. a bit of char. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. fabulous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And but if I want to cook something that doesn't have that, so it's a you know, I love cooking a bit of skirt steak, bavette, anglet. What well, I don't know what you call it in. No idea. In down south, <laughs> damn, it's a long way down south. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know that bit of belly steak, which okay. which has got fairly tough uh, fibres, long tough fibres and no fat in it. Right. If you cook that on the Tuscan grill, yeah. it's going to come out like a piece of leather, right. probably. It's very tough. Yeah. It tightens up. So that goes in a pan with oil and then butter and okay. is basted and right. um, Yum. to good. keep it nice and moist, mm. but also, but still cooked really quickly so it doesn't have 
time to toughen up. So you talked about yeah. pans here uh, on the uh, wall behind me here. Well, yeah. And we're going to get into this shortly as we do a tour of your kitchen. But uh, yeah. you like to cook your steaks in a cast iron pan? Uh, probably in a cast iron pan for steaks. But up there we've got uh, a mix of cast iron and steel. I've got some nice heavy steel. Mm. And I love using that because it it, it, it it heats up quicker. Yeah. If you put a yeah. cast iron pan in mm. the oven, Takes a while. you've got to let it heat mm. up properly. Mm. Otherwise, it's not going to do its job mm. properly. Mm. Whereas with steel, it heats up very, in a, quick. very quickly. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be, you know, if you're cooking at pretty high temperatures, mm. you want some pretty high grade thick mm. steel. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to buckle. But... Mm. It is a lot easier to move around than a heavy old cast iron pan. Mm. Is it easy to clean? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah sure. And they build up a nice, same as cast iron, mm. you know, builds up a oh, nice non-stick patina yeah. after a while. Yeah. So we don't go to town with the scrubbing, with no. the mm. scouring mm. Um, mm. on them. I've got some beautiful thick French crepe pans. Oh, crepe pans. Some beautiful French crepe pans. Are they the ones and with the huge long handles on them? No, no. In, well, just short handles in this case, but oh. they're really heavy spun steel and they're just beautiful. And Holly found them in a junk shop. No, really? And, yeah. Oh, score. Fantastic. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Oh. And then I've got old roasting tins and various bits, uh, lots of stuff that is black so that if I'm cooking with fire burning in the oven mm. and they discolour... It doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. But then for lower temperatures, you know, if we're braising and slow cooking, mm. anything. So mm. I've got cast iron enameled pots over there with nice cream and green. I've got some ceramic and some uh, terracotta. Some kizuelas. Do you, you use kizuelas? Uh, sort of Spanish style of cooking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love my kizuelas. Use them a lot. Yeah. yeah they're great. Uh, oh, so a real range of, of different things that we've collected mm. over the years. Just want to take a quick moment during this episode and express my gratitude to all those wonderful folks who have reached out and financially supported the show. It only takes a few small coins, the equivalent of shouting me a coffee or lunch, to make a big difference to the future viability of the show. If you would like to become a supporter of the Wood Fired Oven podcast, please head over to woodfiredoven.cooking forward slash support where there are a few options you can choose from. I've left links in the show notes. Special shout out this week to Manny and Clive for supporting the show recently. I'm very grateful to you for your generous support. Thanks to all my supporters. You are all legends to me. Okay, let's get back to the show. If I was a newbie to my oven, I love chicken. You talked about roast chicken before. Yeah. Talk me through how to cook the perfect roast chicken, whole chicken in your wood-fired oven. Uh, how would I set it up? So it's not so different to your regular oven. You want to sit your oven at kind of 200 or 220 mm. degrees. Mm. And I mean, there, there is no right way. You can cook a chicken with the temperature coming up. You can cook a chicken with a little bit of fire burning in the oven. You can cook a chicken with no fire in the oven. Mm. You can cook a chicken with a bed of embers. You can cook a chicken on a rotisserie in the oven with a fire burning. Mm. Uh, so there's no one perfect way. Uh, there's lots of different ways. The thing is to be confident in your temperature that it's going to hold for long enough. Uh, so, you know, let's say your chicken's going to take 50 minutes or an hour to mm. cook. Mm. You want your temperature to hold for that time. Mm. If you're cooking that chicken in a refractory oven, that's pretty straightforward mm. because 
any refractory oven worth its salt will hold It'll temperature hold nicely. Yeah. Uh, Particularly for over so an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. If you're cooking that in a steel oven, uh, then you're going to keep a little fire burning to, to keep that temperature mm. uh, just just right. And that's about managing that fire with, with little pieces of wood just to keep a little flame. Because if you go with lots of wood, suddenly the temperature spikes mm. and that's when you've Blackened the outside of your chicken. Mm. Uh, and raw inside. Totally uncooked. It's not good. What's the secret the to crispy skin in a wood fire oven on that chicken? Uh, just letting it breathe, really. Okay. So sitting it up yeah. out of the pan to let air around it mm. and not having any uh, moisture. Because okay, we're drying around. the skin out, aren't we, when we're trying yeah. to get it crispy? Yeah. So I like a pot roast chicken. You know, you pop it in the pot, you stick the lid on, vegetables in there and some wine and all of that oh, yeah. and it kind of pot yeah. roasts and braises the chicken but no you won't get a crispy no, skin because no. it's humid. surrounded by mm. humidity mm. but if you sit that chicken up on a on a rack in your roasting tin so the air can circulate around it you'll get a lovely crispy, crispy skin, skin on there okay. yeah but and also thinking about what else you've got going on in the oven at the same time mm. so if you're roasting that in the oven but alongside it you've got a pan of something bubbling away mm. with lots of liquid mm. that is going to make the oven humid, then you know it'll make it more difficult to yeah. crisp your skin. Okay. And the thing everybody wants to do is to cook a piece of loin of pork or belly pork and get the crackling mm. spot on. Mm. Mm. And uh, that, you know, if you, if you sit it in the right temperature with a bit of salt on the skin, mm. it'll... It does beautifully because the oven yeah. is such a can be such a dry environment. Oh yes. Yeah. But if you put it in there and you've got it in a pan with some onions mm -hmm. and some wine mm -hmm. and some everything else, mm. which is braising the the meat nicely, mm. but it's not letting your skin crackle oh, yeah. crackle up. So sometimes you've got to you've got to scratch your head. And you do. think and, and I think experimenting going to work yeah, together absolutely. And I've had some great success recently with uh, pork belly and crackling, and I've, I think I've nailed it now. But a lot of that is in the preparation, a day or two, maybe two or three days prior to you know preparing the uh, the pork, preparing the skin. Uh, oh man, but pork and crackling in a wood fired oven is amazing when it is nailed. Oh, I think yeah. it's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I did a. I did a job recently where I was presented with, it was sort of a, I, I was supposed to be teaching. I'm not sure it didn't turn into me feeding the family more than anything else. <laughs> but I was presented with a sort of beautiful four kilo porchetta. Oh, geez. So loin of pork oh, wrapped around you know, fennel and garlic and herbs and onions. And, How good is that? And all of that. And... Uh, you know, it was like, oh, can we get it all nice and have all the crackling lovely? <laughs> now, uh, loin of pork, of course, is notorious for not having any marbling, no internal fat, so it dries out really quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this was kind of a technical challenge because it's a big piece. Yeah. It's going to take it a long a time. Piece. Yeah, yeah. So then there was a bit of head scratching and then we said, well, we're going to start it off at one temperature, then drop it down, lift it up in the pan, start it off at one temperature, then drop it down with liquid. So we get the crackling first, then we braise yeah, the meat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it worked out a rise? Worked, worked absolutely fine. Did it? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, and you know, I, li I like those technical challenges. And this is the 
the joy of wood-fired cooking for me is is that it is such a sensory activity and mm. uh, it doesn't have all the gizmos that are going to do the work uh, for you. Yeah. You've got to be in touch with the food and the oven mm. and the mm. fire mm. and understand intimately what's going to happen with the with the heat. Mm. And the more you do that, the more you get confident and able to play with these sort of slightly more technical, technically demanding things. Mm. And when those things come out of the oven exactly as you had planned, then you can consider yourself to be, you know, somewhat of a master of your oven. Until that point, you know, there's going to be student, mistakes along yeah, the way and yeah, you're going to learn from those, hopefully. Oh, yes. And, you know, it, <laughs> uh, if you've got it right and you've understood everything and you've, you've put it in the oven confidently and mm. taken it out as, mm. You'd, mm. as you'd hoped, mm. then you can congratulate yourself mm. on getting all of those things Right, mm. and not just turning a knob mm. and having it doing it for you yeah. with a timer. Yeah. And it bings up to that point, time. anything up to that point, you can always blame the oven. Yes, you can. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> God, it's a useless bit of kit. It is. It's only, it's only I need something more expensive. Yeah, only no, done no, all the cooking yeah. ever for 9,000 years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when you're not cooking uh, or demonstrating in your classes, uh, do you come out on a Saturday night and cooking these things just for yourself? Uh, certainly if we're – well, if we're entertaining – what about, just, what about just the two of you? If it's just the two of us. Do you like to have a break from the wood-fired oven? Then, not, well, we do use the wood-fired oven. So if we're cooking a steak for ourselves mm. or some fish, we'll use the wood-fired ovens mm. because there's there's things happening there that you just can't mm. get to happen inside, no mm. matter how hard you try. So we'll use it for uh, uh, for that. you know. But if we're rustling up, Pasta sauce on a Tuesday night, then we're not using them every day. We're not yeah, using yeah. them every day. Use your electric no. and your stove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I can see that coming to one of your classes, I'm going to be filled with lots of tips and ideas and tricks. And We uh, didn't finish that class, but. Oh, is there more? There's more. Oh, what's next? Because <laughs> then, well, we've got to cook some bread and we've got to do something sweet. Oh, good. Okay. Really like to send people away understanding that you can cook sweet things in these oh, ovens. Yeah. It's not all about the savory stuff. Okay. Not everything is going to come out touched by smoke and feeling all all smoky and savoury. Oh. So we usually do something like a tart tartare or a crumble yeah. or something. Oh, lovely. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, nice. Uh, and we like to do some bread. Mm. Always like to people get people started on a bit of bread. Yeah, what sort of bread do you do? So we just do some some uh, some little baguettes, some French sticks oh. uh, in the oven. I've seen your YouTube video. Punching out some little baguettes, little little rolls. Yeah. I, in fact, I watched it somewhere between Dubai and London. Okay. On, on the airplane. <laughs> in fact, I watched a number of your YouTube. The videos. crunchy, the crunchy. Yeah. Red. Yeah. You made That's that look ridiculously a- easy. And for the listeners out there, go. I'll leave links in the show notes. You've got to check out this because you really do make it look easy. It looks beautiful, actually. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's been a really popular video, that one. I because bet. that I idea see why. <laughs> of crispy bread I just, I coming out. I just needed to it. have some. Okay, so you're doing these little baguettes. Uh, do you do focaccia yeah. breads uh, on some of your classes? Uh, yeah, so on our follow it, follow-on class from that. The intermediate class, is it? The slightly more intermediate class. <laughs> yeah. We've nailed then, crunchy baguettes by now and now it's focaccia. Yeah, then we're cooking baguettes then we're and, and loaves of bread um, and doing some slow cooking, so oh. things which will sit in the oven for several hours. Oh, my favourite. Just my um, favourite. Yeah, uh, as well as doing some smoking. 
Okay. You know, any wood fired oven can be set up to do some smoking. But absolutely, and I've experimented a couple of times now. Uh, yeah. The, the, the manufacturer of the oven that I have, Ben, uh, from uh, the uh, fibre company in Australia, he did a, a great video of one way to set up an oven for smoking, the yeah. pork shoulders. Now that you've mentioned it, we I love my smoking. I've got a couple of smokers as well. I just yeah. love the flavour of good smoke on food. <clears throat> uh, tell the listeners how you set up your wood-fired ovens for smoking because uh, I know uh, in my circles it's pretty popular now to be experimenting with smoking in the ovens. So how do you yeah. do it? How, how would you instruct a class? So uh, uh, we do two two ways. One is to make a little smoker box mm-hmm. and put that box inside the oven. So if you think of a um, Coleman smoker box that you put on the stovetop, we just create that out of a couple of roasting tins with the wood chips at one end mm-hmm. and the food at the other, mm-hmm. probably sitting up on a, on a little rack mm-hmm. or something. The food on the rack inside up. these tins, right? Is yeah. That what you're describing? Yeah. Okay. And then the other tin goes over the top and then we push that in so that the embers are near the, – the sorry, the wood chips are near some embers at the back of the oven and they pretty quickly start to smoulder but you've concentrated it inside this, this uh, box inside the oven. So your your food gets very concentrated. So we're talking pans, are we? So let's just clarify yeah. this. So we're talking uh, pans, maybe forty centimeters by maybe thirty centimeters. Exactly. Two of those. Two roasting tins. And, one sits okay. on top of another. And you got the food inside, maybe on a rack, and you've got embers uh, at the back. Wood chips. Wood chips in the back. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that works pretty. Your good whole though. oven can be reasonably hot, and we do things like. Um, Scallops uh, wrapped in bacon, um, asparagus, tomatoes, and they're only in the oven for ten minutes, mm-hmm. so it's very quick. Mm. But it gets a real concentrated blast of smoke. Fantastic! Uh, so you're really concentrating that flavour. And I think there's a, you know, everybody kind of thinks everything in your wood fired oven is going to come out tasting of smoke. Mm. But it doesn't. If you're cooking a pizza, Mm. the air circulation Mm. is so fast and the flame is so hot Mm. that there isn't any smoke. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't touch your food. No. If you're cooking with just retained heat, Mm. there's no flavour from what you heated up the oven with. That's right. But if you deliberately create smoke, then that that is picked up by the food. Except that that smoke will go up into the top of the oven, and then it will go up the flue. Mm. So if your food is at the bottom, mm-hmm. it still won't get touched mm-hmm. by mm. the smoke. Mm. So the other thing we do is to um, build a kind of stack of things and then put a grill or a, a Tuscan grill at the top. Yeah, so that the smoke can circulate around yep. the food. Mm-hmm. And then if you're up in the top sort of third of the oven, mm-hmm. your food is sitting in the top third of the oven, then it will... Uh, it will get plenty of smoke mm. up there. And that's how I would smoke some salmon or some mackerel. How long would you smoke you salmon for? Oh, um, 25, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But, and we don't, you don't want the oven too hot. Mm. I mean, we can roast a piece of salmon in, you know, six or seven minutes. Mm. But we don't want it to cook that quickly because we want it to have plenty of time to get some smoke. So you want to make sure that the oven is not too hot. Hot enough or with a little bed of embers that will generate smoke when you stick some wood chips or some chunks on top, but not so hot that mm. it will just cook the fish before it can pick up any any flavour. Yeah. Have you done any 
long-term smoking, uh, like a big pork shoulder, uh, some of these really big pieces of meat, have you – like you're typically doing a smoker. Yeah. I, I've, I've done this a couple of times now. Uh, and uh, if it's done right, you can get a tremendously great result. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you tried those sorts of styles? Of course? Yeah, a bit of that. And then I use, try and use some charcoal. So I have the oven just a little bit heated up. Yeah. So there's a little bit of background heat. But then some charcoal, which is not contributing hugely to the heat of the oven, but is going to burn nice and slowly and then allow me to put some chunks of wood amongst that to smoke and smolder. And then, you know, give the give the meat some again, having lifting it up a little bit mm. so it's sitting yep. in the smoke. Yep. yep. And then after, you know, three or four hours where you think the meat's got some nice Hmm. smokiness, wrap it all up, drop it down in the bottom of the oven, yep. close the door, yep. leave it for another happy days, four hours. Yeah. It does a good job too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it does, does really well. And my technique yeah. for smoking uh, is, is very similar to that. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think lifting up uh, the Tuscan grill on a couple of bricks, that's what I've done in my oven. And uh, it sits in that smoke layer. Yeah. And it's just great. I, I've done it only on a on a falling oven. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe on a for me it's it's probably a, it's on my day three and I typically do my big pork shoulders for about ten hours uh, and maybe yeah. half of that is on smoke and it's yeah. it's great and it, it, look you know I've been asked uh, uh, I've got a wood fired oven should I get a smoker to smoke uh, foods as well I've been smoking foods in my smokers a lot longer I've been using my wood fired ovens the smokers are designed for it right they're, they're yeah. really designed and and I and I think um, if you're really into your smoking get it. If you like that style of food, get a get a smoker. But the wood farm does a fabulous job. If you don't yeah. want to buy something else, it really does. And if you're an enthusiastic cook, you know, whilst that smoking is going on in your smoker, mm-hmm. everything else you can be doing in the wood fire oven. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And yeah. you mentioned before you use uh, oak uh, in your oven, and that's a good smoking wood too. I've never used oak yeah. for smoking. Has that got a nice? Yeah, we, it's a bit hard for us to get down our part of the world. Yeah, yeah, very traditional smoking wood in the UK. So, you know, lots of the fish smokeries that that still exist and once used to be prolific, uh, smoking all the oily fish around the coast, which are not so prolific anymore. Um, but a lot of that would have been done on oak as a very traditional yeah, smoking wood. Right. And, I mean, the the... Everybody used to smoke with the wood that was locally available. Yeah. That's how it all yeah. – that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So – But you uh, mentioned hickory too. You probably I, don't have much hickory around here, do you? No. No, I know where that's I just, from. I just think hickory and poultry are delicious. Oh, yeah, hickory's great. So, so, uh, it's probably my favourite smoking wood actually. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So Strong. so now, of course, we can go online and we can get pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah. So if I want – uh, macadamia wood. I can oh yeah, macadamia yeah. wood. Apple wood. I like apple wood. Apple wood's nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Another sweeter traditional. Yeah, another traditional UK wood. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. From orchards yeah. and cherry. Yeah, and yeah. cherry. Yeah, mm. I've, I've used cherry a few times. It's nice as well. Yeah. But harder to get for us. But that's quite traditional yeah. here, is it? Cherry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. In in uh, in the southeast in Kent, there are big cherry orchards. In the southwest, yeah. So not down here, but mm, in the south, on the other side, yeah. there uh, traditionally lots of cherry orchards. Okay. So they use cherry. Mm. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show at woodfiredoven.cooking forward slash support. There are links in the show notes. This support helps to bring more great wood fired oven podcast episodes out to you. Remember, a few small coins makes a big difference to the show. Sign up online at woodfiredoven.cooking and receive our free Woodfired Oven resources pack. Follow me on Instagram at marks underscore woodfiredoven for recipes, tips and techniques to supercharge your fire cooking skills. 
Join our Woodfire Heaven Chronicles Facebook group and meet some amazing fire cooking enthusiasts. Thanks for listening to this episode. Catch you next time. Stay safe, have fun, and go cook with fire.